Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 78, and this is a continuation of reading from Hosting His Presence, uh, chapter 3. And so I want to thank you for taking the time to follow along with me here. Uh, If this is your first time, I welcome you. pray this is a blessing. Chapter 3, His Presence is After Your Heart. One day, when driving home, the Lord spoke to me. Clear the trees, and grass will grow. Clear a field, and a plain will land. Make room for Holy Spirit, and make room for the Christ and the Father, and they will come. They will inject themselves into your existence. Silence the noise. Limit distractions. Carve out time. Hear him and more will be given. See him healing. See him speaking. See him changing. If he does for one, it's an announcement that it's available. The first thing he's after is your heart. Once he's got your heart, things will change like a landslide after a great snow and the ground after an April rain. The desert becomes a garden. The dry place becomes a well. The heart restored is Zion. What cannot be changed when it's in the path of a heart restored. Give me a landing strip. I will change the places that need repair. Behold, a new day comes, beloved. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Imagine yourself standing in a desert dry and barren, with sand all around you. The desert is not just a desert, but also representative of the people who are hurt, lost, sick, and in despair. As you stand there, from the place of your heart flows a river. John 7.38 says, Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, from your heart, innermost being, or belly, will flow rivers of living water. From the restored heart flows a river. As it flows, grass, flowers, and life spring up everywhere it touches. Deserts are just waiting to be green. With rain showers, they bloom, and their green can be seen from space. The necessary and missing component is water. The restored heart is a heart that has been restored back to the Father. 
the renewed heart is a heart that has been cultivated with intimacy. After being cut off because of the sin of humanity, you are restored to right relationship through His Son, Jesus, and renewed day by day with the cultivation of intimacy. This transformation changes the landscape of all it touches. Is there any situation in this world that our restored heart cannot change? Think of all the people that we encounter at a job, home, church, or the grocery store. You see a person and you feel you have insight into their pain. You may believe they are having a hard problem in their life. Your restored heart sees that and God desires to inject you into their existence by showing them love, meeting their needs, encouraging, or even instructing. You are changing the very landscape of their existence. There is no situation that cannot be altered. It can be spiritual, emotional, social, or physical. Any dry or barren thing can be impacted from your restored heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. This tells us that the heart is a source that is connected to the source, Jesus. In Matthew 11.14, Jesus tells his listeners that John the Baptist is the Elijah who was to come first. If you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. This is fascinating because we know John and Elijah are two separate people from two different periods of time, but Jesus views them as the same, equivalent. The spirit that rested upon Elijah was the spirit that rested upon John. We call this the spirit of Elijah. There is but one spirit that Paul teaches us in Ephesians 4.4. 4. There is one God, one Christ, and one spirit. Fascinatingly, Jesus calls John Elijah. I believe this shows us one very important truth we would do well to grasp. If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in all believers, and it is no longer me that lives, but Christ that lives in me, then when I interact with people, they are not interacting with me, but with Jesus. When I am praying for someone's health in the grocery store checkout line, they are not interacting with me, but Jesus. When I am pumping gas and I feel led to speak with the person next to me to show them care and love. They are not speaking with me, but encountering love from God. We so commonly want to cut our lives into sections like a pie chart, designating percentages to family, job, hobbies, faith, and others. By doing this, we have a fragmented Christian walk. Sunday church attendance becomes our expression of faith and checks the box for our wavering devotion. Meanwhile, we live 
six other days for ourselves when God is calling us to live from the place of the fountain. He is the top of the fountain. And as we live from the overflow of him, all other areas of our lives contain the overflow of him. The top of our fountain life is our relationship with Father God, the Son Jesus, and His Holy Spirit. As we steward that area of our life, the overflow pours into all areas of our previously compartmentalized lives. We need to stop thinking that one part of our life is for God and the other part is our secular life. We must see that He is in all things. We would do well to understand that playing with our children is a form of worship to God. Does this mean we do not need private worship experiences? No. So many times those in the ministry or those aspiring to be will sacrifice their families upon the altar of serving God. Let me be clear about this. There are those who have been called to forms of service that require much sacrifice as it relates to family home life. Many people mightily used by God have made sacrifices necessary to fulfill their calling, and that is between them and God. I want you to consider your families and your duty to minister to them prior to the ends of the earth. If we have lost our ministry in the home, then we have become failures in need of a divine realignment. Jesus said, if you neglect your family, you are worse than a traitor. 1 Timothy 5.8 Your family's needs are not just financial, but spiritual, physical, and emotional. Jesus said, you will be my disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1 verse 8. We will not all serve as disciples in these exact places, but we can serve in our own Jerusalem, our central sphere of influence, and further outside of our spheres in our Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth prayer. Father, help me to keep my eyes focused on you. Help me to see what you are doing. Help me to see how you're moving. Increase my hunger for the river of your presence and allow me to be a source from where your river flows. Help me to be so fully alive and aware of Holy Spirit that I walk in the fullness of who He is. Give me the grace to remember the depth of Your love for me. Help me to never forget the importance of my ministry at home to my family. Help me to reflect everything You are to everyone I meet. Amen. And this concludes the reading of chapter 3. Uh, on the next episode, we will be reading chapter 4, titled, Heaven is Where He Is. 
want to thank you for taking the time. I pray this was a blessing, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. God bless. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you. And in your house, I hold.